lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Hope you all had a, a great weekend. Or at least a better Saturday than I did. Todd Erzin is here. My name is Steve Dace. Aaron McIntyre is here as well. The seasonal sinus infection is here too. But we are we're going to fight through this. And no, it's not COVID this time. Remember, I thought I had one of these back in the spring and it turned out to actually be COVID. Remember when that happened? Yeah. This is just a run-of-the-mill sinus infection. My kids brought home, my son brought home from school, my daughter brought home from work. We had them both COVID tested. They're both negative. It's just a run-of-the-mill sinus infection. But I didn't let a COVID infection stop me from coming to work. Of course, had I known I was COVID positive, I would not have come to work. All right, I didn't know at the time. Uh, but to, no, this is just a run-of-the-mill sinus infection. I've already got the antibiotic waiting for me when I get home today. So hopefully by this time tomorrow, I'll be sounding uh, a lot better. Hopefully you can bear with it today. So no one should confuse you with Jen Psaki is what you're saying? Uh, no, uh, no. But but I did I did come dressed better than, than Jen Psaki today. Uh, this is a brand new... I want you, you know, I, and let's start there, in fact. And, you know, I have, and maybe some of you thought that I was maybe hiding something and maybe suspected that um, there was an aspect of my life that I was, was, was keeping to myself. And, and if you're a part of that group, um, it's time for me, I think, to come out of the closet closet here uh, loud and proud I am part of the LGB movement the let's go Brandon movement I am wearing the let's go Brandon sweatshirt that is now available in our blaze store online if you want to get uh, the let's go Brandon hoodie for you for you and uh, everyone you know so you also can show that you are out and proud with the LGB movement here uh, at Blaze TV radio and podcast. I would just like to stay, say uh, and, and speak for Todd as well. We stand as your as your allies together. We are LGB allies. Thank you. And I, I think this, Todd, this is where you're supposed to come in, Todd, and say to me, so brave. Correct? <laughs> Tomahawk chopping while I say it. Yeah, yes. So, yeah, so, so go ahead. So brave. I think that's not the brave I was looking for, but yes, thank you. That was very brave of me to come out and join a very popular movement that has gone viral and lots of other people already belong to. That's what we call bravery today These are the rules. in America. These are the rules. And so today I am so very brave. Thank you. All right, let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. You can email us, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. You can look for me as well on MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. And if you're looking for clips of the show that are free of censorship and free to watch, head over to rumble.com slash Show as well. Rumble.com slash Show. Coming up on the show today at the bottom of the hour, our good friend Bob Vanderplatz will join us. And then next hour, you know, you have talked a lot the last few years about running for office just to see what it was like. Right. If I were a congressman, what kind of speeches would I give? Well, my buddy Chip Roy gave one of these speeches last week in the U.S. Congress. And we're going to share that talk with you and give our commentary on it coming up 
in the second hour of the show. You don't want to miss it. You also don't want to miss out on our friends over at Better Spectacles because right now they are offering German-engineered Rodenstock eyewear available for the first time here in the U.S. 144-year-old company, the world's gold standard with over 500 patents. And now they can also apply those beautiful frames on problematic prescriptions like they did for me. I've gotten a lot of good comments about these glasses. These are my progressives. I'm a little far-sighted, a little nearsighted, because you know me, I can't fit in apparently to almost any binary movement other than the only one that actually is binary, male and female, which tends to be the only one we ignore these days. Uh, but if you also want to get uh, some of those beautiful, beautiful Rodenstock frames on your problematic prescription or even your run-of-the-mill every day, it's okay. Pretty simple one, too. They can help you with that over at Better Spectacles. Get a teleoptical appointment today at betterspectacles.com slash Steve. That's betterspectacles.com slash Steve, and they'll give you 60% off, more than 60% off, actually. Uh, the introductory offer, 61% off their ghost spec lenses today at betterspectacles.com slash Steve. All right, with that, it is now time for Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by a pandemic of the vaccinated. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. This is really becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Has tested positive for COVID. It was another weekend of massive anti-COVID tyranny protests around the globe, including in New York City, where this morning the city's vaccine mandate went into effect. Dozens of fire companies are now either expected to close or are closed. American Airlines is blaming staffing issues and blustery conditions at its Dallas hub for the cancellation of about 1,600 flights over the weekend. Fully vaccinated Bon Jovi has contracted full-blown COVID and has canceled his concert in Miami Beach. About 12,000 members of the United States Air Force have defied the command to get vaccinated by tomorrow's deadline. The rapper Ice Cube is leaving a Sony Pictures film called Oh Hell No after he declined to receive the COVID vaccine. This weekend, a tweet from someone Steve knows personally went viral. This individual says that eight weeks after his otherwise healthy 86-year-old mother was given the COVID vaccine by her doctor, she developed a cancerous tumor on her cheek. Under normal circumstances with a normal vaccine, with normal clinical trials and a normal political climate, it'd be highly unlikely this has anything to do with the COVID-19 vaccine, but... We're not allowed to ask questions like this. Moving on, the COP26 conference kicked off in Glasgow, Scotland this morning as 20,000 world leaders, their staff and media, flew on jets, some of them private, to an island to discuss global warming. UN Secretary Antonio Gutierrez, your thoughts? We are digging our own graves. Prince Charles has some thoughts as well. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. With trillions at its disposal, far beyond global GDP, and with the greatest respect, beyond even the governments of the world's leaders, it offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition. Checking in on other globalist takeover attempts, here's World Economic Forum's Klaus Schwab. As long as not everybody is vaccinated, nobody will be safe. At the G20 summit in Roma, Italy, world leaders like Boris Johnson posed for a photograph. 
Also at the G20 summit, outgoing German Chancellor Angela Merkel drove in a car maskless, put on a mask when she stepped out, and when she walked into a building, took her mask back off. Let's go, Brandon. Update. AP reporter Colleen Long was on a Southwest flight into Albuquerque, New Mexico, when she says the pilot signed off to the passengers by saying, let's go, Brandon. In response, Long said she tried to force her way into the cockpit for a comment from the pilot. Not joking. Tweet and story from NPR. No one is really cheering on a guy named Brandon. Instead, the phrase is being used in conservative circles in place of a more vulgar message directed at President Biden. Speaking of Joe Biden, we have a brand new NBC News poll out this morning that's filled with some scary news for the Democrats. Just 22% of adults say we're headed in the right direction. A shocking 71% say we're on the wrong track. And that includes a near majority of Democrats who are saying that. President Biden's approval rating stands at a dismal 42% versus 54% who disapprove. Believe it or not, just two months ago, Mr. Biden was in positive territory. 49% approving, 48% disapproving. So what's pulling down the president's numbers? Well, look at this set of numbers. Just 37% say he has the ability right now to handle a crisis versus nearly a majority who say he does not. 37% also say he's competent and effective as president. 50% disagree with that description. What's more, Republicans, believe it or not, have double-digit leads in dealing with border security, inflation, crime, national security, the economy, and shockingly on getting things done. Rumor has it Biden's meeting with the Pope this weekend was delayed because Biden pooped his pants. Not a joke. That's really the rumor going around Rome right now. The Virginia gubernatorial election is tomorrow. And as we discussed on Friday, the last two polls show Republican Glenn Youngkin with the lead. On Friday, staffers of Virginia Democrats thought it would be a good idea to dress up like the Proud Boys, carry tiki torches and stand in front of a Glenn Youngkin bus, except One of them was black and another one was a young woman. This charade predictably blew up in their faces. And finally, this headline from the Babylon Bee, KKK member posing by Glenn Youngkin's bus turns out to be Ralph Northam. And that's what happened while we were away. Oh, wow. Wow. That montage. Uh, That one packs a wall up and a lot of it, frankly, for the good guys. Uh, Aaron's Montage brought to you by Rough Greens. If you are a pet owner, you've probably heard us talking about Rough Greens for, man, going on, I think, two years now. It's the supplement powder that you sprinkle in with your pet's food. And with that one little act, you have probably restored your pet's food to the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, all the good stuff that was likely stripped away before it ever left the factory for long shelf life and mass distribution. Well, you might be wondering, though, How do I know my dog will actually like this? Well, one way to find out is if we give you that first 14-day jumpstart bag for free. That's right. The first bag is on us when you go to roughgreens.com. You just pay for the shipping. All right, but the bag is free to find out now if you don't see a difference in your pet. In two weeks or less, when you go to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com, or you can call them at 833-ROUGH-DOG. During the overtime today, I'm going to walk you through a thread that was put together thanks to research by friend of the show, Brown University epidemiologist and MD, Andrew Bostom. And he put out a thread over the weekend that I I just think deserves a lot more attention. Because it, it, it quantifies more than what it looks like when, when scientific practice and standards are abandoned. It really shows you what happens when the times in which you live and the institutions that you're supposed to trust 
have been totally given over to a zeitgeist, to a spirit of the age. And he walks through the differences in the methodologies of the polio vaccine before it was released and the COVID vaccines. And I can't do it justice by telling you about it. You, you just have to see the numbers. We'll walk you through those today at blazetv.com slash dace. Again, that's blazetv.com slash dace. We'll record it right after today's show. And then if you are a Blaze TV subscriber, you'll be able to watch it there on demand later today. If you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber and want to become one, blazetv.com slash dace is where you can go in order to get a discounted subscription. All right, gentlemen, let's go to this montage. And I don't even know what to do with uh, here the president sits lonely hearted, uh, tried to poo, but only sharded. I don't even know what to do with that. I think you just did. Okay. Is that, did I just do the right thing with it there? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. the answer is probably no. But let's try to be serious about it for just a second, because we are, of course, men, which means our sense of humor has never left the sixth grade. We say that all the time, right? The male sense of humor never leaves the sixth grade. If if you've got a really mature guy, ladies, seventh grade, but it certainly does not ever leave middle school. Fair? It never leaves it behind. Our sense of humor grows into other areas, but we always appreciate that genre. Yes, that, that there, there is. It, it, it's as constant as the North Star is that middle school sense of humor. Fair? Yes. Okay. But in reality, these are all things that happen to people that are very elderly, very feeble, and have dementia. These are not things that are uncommon. And it, what is uncommon is that we just seemingly are unable to turn the page generationally. That's what's uncommon. I mean, their bench is so thin that the VIP, the VP, got less, got got just as many Democratic delegates running for president as I did. And I didn't run. And she's not like a real human. She's like a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. She's like if Daniel Day-Lewis was portraying um, an animatronic pretending to be human, that would be Kamala Harris. But it's gender non-binary, of course. Um, so it, it, it's just we've, we've, we've not had a situation where we just haven't been able to turn the page generationally. You know, and it looks like we're looking at another boomer election next time. So, I mean, this is what happens, you know, this is, and it will happen to us if we survive that long or the Lord doesn't return or the society doesn't completely collapse and take us with it by then. But this is the way of things when you reach this age. Okay. This is, it's just generationally, we can't turn the page. I mean, the Rolling Stones took time out from the death of their 82 year old drummer to mourn that, and then get right back out on the road, okay? I didn't make any of that up. That's what they did about a month or so ago. They took time out from the death of their 82-year-old drummer to get right back out there on the road because they obviously need the money, right? 
I don't know what they're doing. So you're just watching a dementia patient, and that's what he is. And there's no real shame in it. We have all had grandfathers. The three of us should consider ourselves fortunate if we are able to last to that to that length. That that they'll be cleaning up after us. But this is this is the way of things. It's just we want we keep thinking, and it's really this generation. That was the first generation in American history that thought it could come along and undo the natural order of things. With feminism, with the sexual revolution, right? And and then what's going to happen? Every time I bring this up, there'll be like 50 of you that are of this generation but don't buy into it, will send me notes angry, to which I don't understand. If you defy it, then why do you care if I criticize it? I don't understand. Like... My generation might be worse. I don't know. I have no idea. You know? Unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to find out because I just think we'll be stuck with this generation to the very end. This one brought us to the brink of ruin as a country and is bound and determined to apparently take us over the cliff and finish the job. So, you know, who knows? I mean, we Gen Xers, well, we all know the millennials are worse. But, uh, you know, the Gen Xers could be worse as well. We don't know. But, But this is not new. What is new is that every other previous generation of America thought, dude, it's probably time to retire, not do this again. When your bandmates stop, you know, like when Benny Goodman's uh, clarinet player keeled over at 68, Benny didn't think, all right, guys, we're going to take a timeout and then world tour time. No. In fact, they weren't even touring at 68. They understood it was time to move on with life. So this is part of an entire zeitgeist we have that feeds into this spirit of the age that we can defy the natural order of things. Remember how the leftists used to make fun of Reagan at the end of his reign? Right, right. He was losing his fastball at the end. Reagan is like Mike Trout yes. in his prime yeah. at the end compared to what Biden is now in year one. Correct. Correct. I mean, this is, and I, I brought this up earlier this year. We've seen a, a, coward, a cowardly presidency in American history. We've seen weak presidencies. We've certainly seen corrupt ones. We've seen dishonest ones. We've seen ineffective ones. We've seen incompetent ones. But this is the first time we've seen a feeble one. This is just a feeble old man that isn't doing the job, can't do the job, isn't running the country. We don't really know who is, and everybody knows it. And, and that brings us to that poll from NBC News. Guys, let me throw this question at you. How bad must it really be if state-approved, regime-approved, narrative-approved media is rolling out with those kinds of... I mean, dude, Jimmy Carter in the summer of 79 called, and he's like, whoa. Okay, I mean, those are absolutely unbelievable without like a major existential crisis going on that there is no like bank shutdown like what bush faced right now right now like there is no like singular issue that threatens right now that has everybody's attention and has altered the polling for the moment there is no scandal like watergate or you mentioned reagan iran contra or Monica Lewinsky. What, what we're seeing is something systemic. You're watching in real time 
the collapse of an American presidency. That that is what you're watching. You're watching it collapse. And if those are the numbers they're willing to share with us after they've put, you know, the best possible spin on it they can, how bad is it really? Or as um, Sean Davis at The Federalist, he, he posited this question on Twitter right before we went on the air. And these are the, these are the polling numbers produced by a media that carries this guy's water, that lies for him. What if they were just honest? Forget about whether they were Trump-era hostile. What if they were just honest? Where would these numbers be? What are your thoughts? Well, I know exactly uh, why they're doing this. Uh, Normally, uh, they would not be this honest because the polling regarding respect for the press, as bad as it is for Democrats and or Republicans at any given time, it's almost always worse for the press. Right. They are in such low regard. So the fact that, and so the press is willing to carry water for people who are doing better, even if it seems to our eyes that they're doing bad. But now they're doing this is because I believe their numbers show that the Democrats are even at or below where the press normally rank. Aaron? Yeah, no, that's that's probably a good um, hypothesis there. I, I, You know what? This is the question that I asked multiple times last year, especially in the midst of or in the context of the election. What is the worst possible outcome for any question posited? What's the worst possible outcome? And that's it. So the worst possible outcome, at least in, in my mind, now it, it seemed uh, you know, maybe best depending on your v- viewpoint, but you know the worst or the, the worst decision that Joe Biden could make was to pick Kamala Harris as his running mate. That was the worst thing that he could do, probably. Dumbest thing that he could do. Uh, I predicted that on the Days Group, and I was right. I predicted that in April of last year, and I was right. So in this, in this context, why are they doing this w- right now? I think this, the answer is the same thing. Kamala. Now, set the stage. It's so this, low. Yep. Uh, I, I, think, I, think I, think, I think Kamala is waiting in the wings. Of course, this is not a new theory. We, this is not a new theory at all. I, I just think that they're... I think that they are 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 ready. I think they're ready to bring her out of of the bullpen, or at least laying the groundwork for that. What are your thoughts on that? No, oh. that's the dumbest thing they could do, by the way, because the deep state that's really running the the the, the necromanced Biden um, corpse right now, um, they're they like this because he provides all the cover. The old man provides all the cover while they can get back to destroying and usurping. They're going to use Joe Biden ultimately had so given himself over more than any of us even could possibly uh, know as feeble as he is. He's clearly assented and his wife has assented to be tools in this game. But this is where is the juice worth the squeeze anymore? Like or is in his case, is there anything left to be squeezed out at some point? You just have apparently there is when you visit the pope. uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Todd. I'm sorry. Well, but it's that's actually not. If that's true, if that's true, Jen Psaki will clearly lie about anything. But what do you do when it's like depend undergarments, presidential jokes? At some point, as bad as Kamala is, yeah, you got to move on to that. You remember early in the campaign, in the primary campaign last year, 
I think we were one of the first shows to point out this guy's mentally incompetent, right? Yeah. Not and and not as a talking point or a partisan jab, um, but just from an observational standpoint, this guy is mentally incompetent. And at first, I really wrestled with that point because it's obviously an affliction and not something that you can help. And as we said a few minutes ago, I mean, this is the natural order of things. This could very mm-hmm. well be us here in the not too distant future, particularly you you and me. But what you just said a minute ago, that him and Jill and the whole family have 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 made it patently clear that there could have been at least a little self-awareness, a little grace, a little mercy. And instead what's happened is they've allowed themselves to not just be tools, but yes, yes, fire, firemen, policemen deserve to lose their jobs. Yeah, Military people right. deserve to lose their jobs. I, I don't have any such um, restraint temptations any longer. They've clearly made their deal with the spirit of the age. They have clearly made a literal deal with the devil here. They're doing uh, its bidding, his bidding, as we speak. And so therefore, I, I don't have any issue whatsoever with pointing this out and even ridiculing it because what the devil hates the most is to be mocked. And I stand with you on that. How far, how far can a presidency really collapse? Do you guys agree that it's collapsing? Yes. Yeah. How far can a presidency collapse? Like, what if there's never a resignation? What if they steal another election? In fact, before we even get to any of that, let's just play this out for one more calendar year. And by the way, Merry Christmas, everybody, now that it's November the 1st. All right, so November 1st, a year from now. What, what does a collapsing presidency or this collapsing presidency look like a year from now? What's it look like on the cusp of the midterms and everything else? What's it look like? Well, it's more and more steps that none of us can necessarily. Uh, like, do you think he's still in office? Oh, yeah. I mean, this has happened with Woodrow Wilson and his wife. and this. True, but this, that was a time period before social media, I, 24-hour media, oh, see, different that, era, no, no, but no, you're put, right. Put on the crazy voices in your head because, like, really, they don't care. That's why I'm asking. They don't care. Like, I would have not even asked how what it could look like. Like, I would have said before, "There's no way this can he will last." Okay. The fact I'm asking this question shows I'm listening to the crazy voices in my head. Remember that period of time where we like, can it be a long collapse? There was a rumor that Kim Jong Un was dead. He just didn't show up for a while. Right. Yeah. Stuff like that. Just like. And then he's like kind of sort of wheeled out for a minute. Yeah, I can totally see it now. We're living, we are a banana republic right now. I hadn't thought about that. We are a banana republic. That is some, that is some straight up banana republic stuff right there. Aaron, what do you think? If they are not, if they are not getting ready for, for Kamala some way, shape or form, if that wing of the administration is, is not, uh, is not prepping that right now. I said a couple of weeks ago, you never really hit rock bottom as a culture. Um, what does total depravity mean? Total. Total depravity. Listen, I, I'm not really sure that there is a bottom to total depravity. I'm not really sure that there's a bottom to collective cultural collapse. So I'm not really sure that there's a bottom to this administration 
unless it's just the end of all administrations, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think the, 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 the collapse of Western civilization is on the table. I do. It is. Who's the Catholic monk with the papal prophecy? Who am I thinking of? There's the line of popes? It's, is it Mordecai or some Irish monk, I thought? Oh, okay. And if you look at his timeline, this is actually the last papacy, if you go by his timeline. some It's a 13th century Scottish-Irish wow. monk. I'm trying to think of his name. I'll look it up during the break, but he like gave a prophecy of the line of Peter. And if you go by his timeline, this would actually be the final one. If he's right, who knows? But this would be the last one. Oh, there's a movie in there. There is. There is. Uh, but so the this is why I also don't think... If you're China, like, why would you attack us? Yeah. Why would you risk yeah. any of those casualties or any form of that kind of a unified front at all? Just you're playing a long, centuries-long game. Just let this thing collapse on its own and do your thing, man. Right? The, the, a lot of the—who knows? The, a lot of the pieces are already moving. The game is afoot. I mean, the Great Reset economically, will we be in a recession? Do we have a military— that has not already internally declared war on its own country. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, the, the country has declared war on its own military. I mean, we're going to lose tens of thousands of military members here this month. Correct. Over forced jabs. So absolutely be listening to the crazy voices in your head. More in a moment. little on tilt here today. I went to go and uh, get my post-workout Omega XL and realized that bottle's looking pretty low. So if you folks over at Omega XL are tuned in right now, I could use a refill. All right. And uh, I can, I'll add my own testimony to 35 years of clinical research backing this all-natural anti-inflammatory, going after the inflammation that causes your chronic pain. That's the stuff that causes the the lingering routine aches and, and soreness uh, and pain in, in a lot of your joints or your back or your knees or your shoulders. A lot of times that's inflammation. Like, hey, I was uh, winterizing the house over the weekend, fell off a ladder. Let me go order a bottle of Omega XL. No, idiot. Uh, go see a doctor. Okay, that's an injury, not inflammation. All right, I'm talking about the stuff that whether you fell off the ladder or not, you feel like maybe you did. Okay, that's what Omega XL can can help you with. It's been a part of my regimen for going on two years now, so I can personally attest to it. And if you want to give it a shot as well, uh, head over to the website, OmegaXL.com slash Steve, and they'll give you a second bottle when you buy one now. So buy one, get one for free at OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Again, OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Let's welcome in our good friend, Bob Vanderplotz from The Family Leader. Good to see you, brother. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you guys doing? Good. I want to bring you in on a conversation we were just having. Your sweatshirt? No. Who's Brandon? You really don't know? Because I'd like to cheer him on, too. Oh, you really you don't know what the whole Let's Go Brandon yes, thing is? Yes, I've heard that. Okay. <laughs> when you said you are going to wear something on tour today, I thought, he's going to wear a mask. I'm no. going to be protected. No. No, it's, I got a sweatshirt. I have to tell you, though, um, my son disappointed me in that he pretended to not know. And then when I told <laughs> and him and his you, dad, and you bought it, yeah, and then he goes, "Come on, dad, I know what it means." Okay, yeah. but he did drop this one on me over the weekend. All right, so he decided to dress up like an old man and greet the trick or treaters on Beggars Night at our sure. house. And I mean, dude, he pulled it off. I mean, the mask he got and everything. He's got a cane. Okay, 
I mean, he pulled it off. All right. And after he got everything all all ready to go, Noah looks at me and starts doing his Joe Biden impersonation. <laughs> and then he ends it with, and I'm Joe Biden. And I forgot this message. All right. <laughs> and I about died. Ah, okay? good. All right. That's, Chip off the old block. That's one of the proudest moments I've ever had. And obviously, of course, we have a pretty low bar around the Dace household, if that's one of them. All right. But kidding aside, as much as you can when your president is sharding while meeting the Pope and falling asleep at the climate uh, control your lives summit, although, frankly, I found that sort of endearing, um, we were discussing you know, NBC came out with a poll yesterday. And if, if that's what the regime approved media is telling you, if, if that's if that's their numbers, then how bad is it really, right? And I mean, this is something systemic. You're looking at uh, George W. Bush mismanaging the financial crisis and it's killing his presidency or a singular issue like Iraq or a singular scandal, Monica Lewinsky, um, Iran-Contra, Watergate. Uh, that's not what's happening here. I mean, you're you're watching something and we didn't have mass media and daily polling and social media in the summer of 79 when when people were lost faith sure. systemically in Jimmy Carter. Yeah, uh, we didn't have it, you know, when when FDR was not, you know, uh, available or on camera for days or weeks at a time at the end of his four terms with the polio. Right. We've So there's no other era that we could compare this to. But are you watching the systemic collapse of a presidency? Yes. And then, see, we agree with that. But this is the area now where we are confused, and I'd like to get your take. So what does that mean? Like, how's that play itself out? Well, Because this is only the first year of a presidency, so how does it play itself out? Well, what it means, first of all, I was in Washington, D.C. Uh, last week, Wednesday night, at a dinner with a lot of national people that you guys know. It was a small group, a couple dozen. But one is they were collectively in agreement that Youngkin wins by five points or more tomorrow night. Wow. By five or more. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to win. That doesn't mean the election is going to be safe and secure. But they said right now on the ground, those guys are in D.C., in the Virginia area. And Jeff Rowe, who you and I know really well. He's running that campaign. is, Is running that campaign. And I just texted Jeff Rowe, how do you feel? And he texted back. And you know how he looks at things, but he texts back really good. Mm-hmm. That sends a message across the bow like crazy. First I mean, of all, I think— just, We just had a presidential election, and and Trump didn't even contest that state. Not, well, it wasn't close. Yeah. Biden, I think, won by close to 10. And what happens, though, the first thing would be this multi-trillion infrastructure deal filled with social engineering has got to be dead on arrival when that happens. But two is when you take a look at all the flashpoints, and we talked about that in D.C. as well, critical race theory, the trans issue, uh, the sanctity of human life issue, the vaccine mandate issue. Now the mainstream, so Trafalgar Group, I'm glad you brought that up real quick. Trafalgar Group has been pulling that. They were the first to pull it from the beginning, showing how unpopular it was. And the, the, the regime approved media tried running out with a bunch of polling showing that, that people love the mandates. Now the regime approved media polling is showing that the vaccine mandates are upside down. It's a bad idea yeah. all the way around. And so it is all of a sudden conservatives, lucky or just good good fortune, they're on the right side of all these issues. Now, these might be flashpoint issues, but how do you engage these now into the conservative movement, into the base that they don't go away? The life issue, I don't believe, is going to go away. The Dobbs case is going to be, um, at least they're going to present it on December one. So those are things that are all coming to be. 
And then when you take a look at Biden, when you're spending on an average $25 more every time at the gas pump to fill up your car, yeah, that hits everybody. It's what I mean, eight bucks in yeah. some places for yeah. a pound of beef. Sure. And so it's not just Afghanistan. It's the the price of everything's going up. The gas, I, you don't feel as secure today. So the collapse of a presidency, and I think Noah's right. Uh, I'm Joe Biden, and I forgot this message. Like, who's running the show? I still think Americans are still red, white, and blue, and they're still common sense, and they still can see, you know, what's good leadership and what's fake or what's bad leadership. And I think right now that you're seeing that result in a poll. I said um, a few months ago on the show, and just again a little while ago, that in our history we've had corrupt presidencies, we've had incompetent ones, uh, we've had fail- failed ones, short ones, abbreviated ones, corrupt ones. I don't know, though, that we have ever in the history of our country projected to the world what we are right now. This is, I think, the very first feeble presidency. And maybe if we had the kind of media at the end of Woodrow Wilson's reign, as you were talking about last segment, Todd, or uh, again at the end of FDR's, okay? But we didn't, right? And so this is the first time that everybody now, that there there is no narrative or counter image that Everybody who's anybody with the spirit of the age is at that climate summit today, watching him falling asleep and have to be awakened by his own staff, right? We're projecting feebleness to the world. Is that fair? Oh, it's definitely fair. And feebleness, I mean, we all saw clips when Ronald Reagan fell asleep, but everybody knew Ronald Reagan was a strong leader leading this country. Biden's got everything going wrong. The only guy that's probably excited about Biden's presidency is Jimmy Carter going, this is making me look a lot better but you add on to the to, to the important fact is half of this country doesn't believe this election was legit. Mm-hmm. So now you think we have an illegit election, whether that is or not, that's what people think, an illegit election with a feeble presidency. That puts this country on very shaky ground. Mm-hmm. Now, if Biden was leading and all of a sudden the economy was doing great. The gas was at two bucks a gallon and everything was going super. And we and we showed Afghanistan who was boss and we did all this. People might go, all right, it might have been an illegit election, but I still think he's doing a good job. Right now they're going, it's an illegit election and this is a train wreck. So let's play this out, though, a little more. We're looking at a situation where tens of thousands of first responders around the country are about to lose their jobs or already are. Hmm. New York City, I mean, I I counted this morning uh, in one report I saw that at least a half dozen firehouses uh, or or local uh, PDs are shutting down because of people who refuse to go along with the the vaccine mandates. We've got tens of thousands of healthcare workers you know, we, we were told all last year, it was thrown down our throats, trust the experts. These are people that work in the, tens of thousands of people who work in this industry don't want to take these shots. Maybe we ought to listen and figure out what is it that they know we don't know. I mean, we're talking about things that have never, tr- we, there's a report out now about from Politico, the, the, truckers associ- the trucking association is warning people, the truckers are basically going to go Italy on you. Yeah. They're going to stop delivering. They're not doing this either. And frankly, I'm all for it. I mean, to me, I think this is how you make the system feel pain. It'll cause me pain, all right? But to me, this is the pain that is worthy of being of being inflicted and suffering because there's a larger point than just how convenient will my stakeums be at the store, all right? But these are things that no previous generation of Americans 
except maybe during the Great Depression, maybe, I don't know, um, ever really have had to wrestle with. And this is all going on in real time right now. So play this out. What's this look like? To just forget it, forget four, yeah. three years from now. What does this look like at the end of this year, 60 well, days from now? Well, I don't use this word loosely. I mean, I talk about revival a lot, but I don't talk about revolution a lot. What you're seeing is really, to me, a little bit of a revolution, and maybe it's going to be a much bigger revolution of people going, you know what? I like my freedom way too much. I'm willing to give up my job because I'm not going to be underneath your mandate. Whether it's good or bad for me, I'm not going to put up with your mandate. So you're seeing that in the situations you just point out. Saturday night, we had our 25th anniversary. We had a banquet celebration. Congratulations, by the way. You bet. And it was a great night of praise and worship. But a state legislator come up to me, tears in his eyes, and going, I am just so tired. He goes, this, the first uplifting thing was, was your banquet. He goes, but I'm so tired because everybody's inundating him with, I'm going to lose my job. I'm yep. not putting up with this anymore. Yep. I had a business owner who is a really good business owner going, we have to stop these vaccine mandates because it's going to kill the industry. And then he said, just what you mentioned. If you think the supply chain is a problem now, exactly. you wait till these truckers who they sit in their, their sleepers, you know, eight hours a day listening to Steve Dace mm -hmm. or to others going, I ain't taking it anymore. And they'll shut down this supply system and you won't have Christmas. You won't have whatever else it might be. And yeah, that's going to inflict pain, but this is a country responding of we're not going to take it. That's where I use the word revolution. We saw the growth of what, ended up being panned, whether it was Art Bell, Alex Jones, different conspiracy theory kind of media outlets really grew out of the 90s and the Clinton era, but we saw them really blow up as well in the Obama era. Sure. Because, and I remember commenting at the time, when you continue to do things that clearly have shown they do not work, you leave people no alternative. They just won't believe you're just this dumb, repeatedly. Right. So you leave them with no alternative but to start casting sinister aspersions towards your true motivations here, right? And the Cole Cloward Piven references from the Columbia professors where Obama went to school, by the way, where you crashed the system in order to get people to buy into socialism. Those were all very popular talking points on the right during the Obama years. I am, at this point, I have probably become just Alex Jones with Bible verses, okay? <laughs> uh, because because yep. I, I, I want to come up with an alternative explanation here. And the only two Occam's razor explanations I can come up with, Bob, when I connect all the dots are either A, a country under some form of divine judgment, or B, the people running the country are clearly trying to crush it. And total In control. order to usher in a, 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 some, you know, their own language, a great reset. Give me a third option from those two. You know, I, and matter of fact, Steve, I, I hate to say that you're right, and I hate to say that I agree with you. The hope I have, though, I think this country's stronger than this. I think you're seeing the people rise up. I think you're seeing the people saying, we're not taking it. And so this is not playing out well for them. If this was playing out well for them, uh, Youngkin wouldn't be up in the polls right now in Virginia. Manchin wouldn't be the most powerful guy in D.C. People said to me, I think Manchin will become a Republican. I said, are you kidding me? He's the most powerful guy in D.C. right now. He's not yep. becoming a Republican. Mm -hmm. He's got all the leverage. So, Steve, I think you're right. It could be divine judgment, or it could be we're ushering in socialism over your dead body, and we don't care. 
And I just think of the American people, by and large, whether it's truckers or whether it's teachers, you got a lot of teachers rising up, mm-hmm. or whether it's healthcare workers or your first responders, they're not going to take it. And I think your every, every day mom and dad, they all have neighbors here. They're saying we're not taking this either. A guy who has been who has made a ton of money being given a platform to articulate leftist views on a platform of Fox News that mostly conservatives have made very a very profitable venture. Juan Williams has a piece out today for The Hill saying that if you think parents ought to have more say in your kid's education, that's a dog whistle for white supremacism. <laughs> Explain to me, because you're nicer than me. We have, You and I have been very good friends for a long time now, right? Yes. All right. And, and I'd agree I am nicer than you, but go and, ahead. And No, you are. You are. And, you know, part of the thing that why we work well together is there is kind of an unofficial good cop, bad cop thing sure. here, right? Okay. You get to be Harvey Dent. You get to have the events, 25-year <laughs> galas, and you get to do all the media and everybody likes you. And then I'm the Batman that has to go into Hong Kong and and bring uh, the, 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 the money uh, launderer in at, at jurisdiction and drop them off yeah. on your front door. Stay in your lane. I'll yeah. stay in mine. I love it. Okay. Go ahead. So- Tell me, how am I supposed to share a country with Juan Williams? When when I hope, when my hope is he's writing that just for clicks, but doesn't believe it. But if 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 if, if we're at the point that cynically, that's your cynical take now, just yeah. to make money. Tell me how I share a country with that. Well, it's the thing when uh, we were talking just the other night, and McAuliffe made that comment in a debate. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, out of the heart, the mouth speaks, right. Right? right? I mean, he believes this. You can walk it back all you want. He believes this. Remember, I was in education. In education, there's there's a there's a word that goes in local parentis, and what in local parentis means, you are standing in the gap for parents, but basically meaning parents raise, parents nurture their children, not the teachers. You stick to academics. Basically, that's in local parentis. Mm-hmm. What these guys are saying, no, 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 no. It's just like Hitler. Give me the kids. Give me the kids. And you're what you're going to do is you're going to see a revolt. Matter of fact, I think the public school system, which I served in for 12 years as an educator, both teacher, coach, and high school principal, I think the public school system you're seeing is going to be collapsing, and you're going to see private school and homeschool just rising up. So I think parents, too, are they're, they're taking a grab of their kids. Because if that's their vision, I don't think that's going to go with America either. So in other words, I, you can't share a country. With you that. can't share a country. The other thing, though, what, Quickly, I've, what I've told our board and what I've told our team, we also don't abandon the public schools. Why? There's a lot of kids going in those public schools, meaning we're going to go in to make sure that they this garbage gets out of there and we only get to teaching and learning on what they should teach and learn. Bob, good to see you, man. We appreciate it. Thank good you very much. You. God bless. All right. Um, when we come back next uh, hour on the show, if you've ever wondered, if I was a congressman, what kind of a speech would I give? And we are going to play that for you with our friend Congressman Chip Roy coming up in the next segment of the show. All right, so make sure you're tuned in for that here in a moment. And greetings back with hour two live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here fighting through the perennial sinus infection that this time is just a sinus infection, not a sinus infection that turned out to be COVID. All right. Steve Dace here with Totters and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. I hope, hope to sound better tomorrow. I've got the antibiotic waiting for me. I'll go pick it up. 
uh, right after the show today. I'll make sure I get at least uh, a couple of doses for today and then tomorrow in me. So hopefully I'll be sounding a little closer to normal, although this might actually be an improvement. I don't know. In case you missed it, uh, I am out and proud. I am a proud member. November is Pride Month for the LGB movement, right? I mean, this seems like the perfect Pride Month uh, for LGB. I mean, this is the month in which we vote, right, in November. So say we all. Indeed, that's uh, the month of Veterans Day, correct? Yes. So uh, it's when Christmas season kicks off, Thanksgiving happens too. So November, we declare November is LGB Pride Month here on uh, Blaze TV radio and podcast. And I have declared myself, I, I I debated this for quite some time, and then I realized other people were doing it. Uh, They were coming out of the closet and declaring uh, their true inclinations. And so it was time for me to be, quote, so very brave, uh, end quote, as well. All right. And so today I am being, quote, so very brave uh, by declaring myself a proud member of the LGB movement. Let's go, Brandon. All right. You can get this. If you also here uh, for LGB Pride Month, if you want to declare yourself now that you want to come out of the closet and say, yes, I'm out. And I'm proud. Okay, we're here, we're fierce, and we're in your face. Remember that clip that Rush used to play for years with the feminists? All right, so if you want to do that, all right, uh, go get this at the Blaze store online right now. They've got this hoodie available if you want to get yours too. Uh, Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Look for me as well on MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. And then look for clips of the show that uh, you can watch free of censorship for free at rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. And also, if you are a podcast listener, thank you so very much. We appreciate you and the huge contribution you have made and continue to make to the explosive growth of this show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider leaving us a five-star review and also hitting the subscribe or follow button. The more of you that do that, uh, the more uh, it helps our show to grow. Thanks so much to all of you the thousands of you who already have. Also want to let you know, our family has made the switch to Patriot Mobile. And we haven't seen really any kind of difference. You know, I've been doing these live reads for Patriot Mobile for a long time and telling you that if you make the switch, you'll get the same coverage you got from the big boys because they use all the same towers. Well, I've tested that myself here for the last couple of weeks and it's true. And I even got an upgraded new iPhone out of it as well. So yeah, it was a pain right? You're switching phones for you and your wife and your kids and plans and everything else. But, you know, we've got first responders. We've got healthcare workers, military personnel, people that just work in the private sector willing to take a stand against the spirit of the age when it, when it could be their jobs. I think the least the rest of us can do that aren't in that line of fire is maybe make the switch to a company like Patriot Mobile and go through the hassle of that. Fair? Fair. Fair. All right. So get all the same coverage you get from all the big boys for your mobile phone, but um, with a company that shares your values, doesn't fund the causes trying to end your way of life and threaten it. All right. And, and, and why not? If we have the chance to do business with people and you don't always have the chance to do that. Right. Um, But when there is a true counterculture option, take full advantage of it. And there is with our friends at Patriot Mobile. So call them right now at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. They've always got uh, special offers. Like right now, you get a free activation with the offer code Steve. Go to the website as well, patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Again, that's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. 
Well, we wanted to set aside the second hour today because a good friend of the show and a very good friend of mine, Congressman Chip Roy, gave a speech on the floor of the U.S. Congress a few days ago where he let it rip. And if you've ever wondered, hey, have any of you guys on this show ever got elected to Congress? Like, what kind of congressional addresses would you give? Well, it would sound a lot like the one you are about to hear. So we're going to spend this hour letting you listen and watch this, depending on if you're tuned in on a podcast or Blaze Radio or Blaze TV. And then we're going to break in every now and then when we have some comments on what you are about to hear from Congressman Shiproy. In the context of supporting uh, workers, supporting the people across this country who are indeed uh, engaging it right now in many respects in saying no and striking and, and deciding that they're not going to participate, I'd say a lot of that has to do, unfortunately, with the mandates that have been impressed upon workers by the efforts of the President of the United States, President Biden, and a illegal and unconstitutional requirement that employers vaccinate their workers or those workers might be forced to lose their job. Well, this has very real consequences. We have seen thousands of workers across this country protesting, police uh, members walking out, firefighters walking out, teachers walking out, people in industries and airlines and places across the country walking out. All right, let's freeze it for just a second. How often have we seen any member of Congress, Republican or Democrat, begin by addressing the concerns of the individuals that Chip is talking about right there? In Poco? Uh, it's very rare. It's, it's very rare. It almost seems, to borrow a term in another context, foreign, <laughs> alien, to hear someone open an address on the floor of the U.S. Congress and beginning with talking about the concerns of those kinds of everyday people, right? What are everyday people? What are they? Yes. All right, let's continue. Nurses, nurses who were serving this country on the front lines during the pandemic last year when we didn't know all that was going on, and now they're being forced to decide to quit because of an unconscionable, illegal, unnecessary, unconstitutional mandate by the President of the United States. The government is forcing its citizens to make these tough choices. I have a friend of mine, a dear friend, who lives in Alabama. And she said to me, I had a long talk with a doctor, and he is not anti-vax by any stretch. He's had this vaccine. But he's concerned, and I'm concerned, I've been, this is my friend, I've been a decade plus living with multiple sclerosis. And I'm not in any way anxious to provoke an immune response by getting the vaccination. But now she's being forced to decide whether or not she can continue to teach. She just wants to teach. And now the university for which she works is saying, you must get vaccinated or you're going to lose your job. Now you say, well... Just go seek an accommodation. Well, listen what the geniuses at the university at which she works sent out as their accommodation. To be eligible for possible exception, you must first establish that your refusal to be vaccinated is based upon a sincere belief that it is religious in nature. 
A refusal to be vaccinated does not qualify for an exception if it is based upon personal preference, concerns about the possible effects of the vaccine, and I want to pause for a second, concerns about the possible effects of the vaccine does not qualify for an exception. Yet my friend, who may now seek a religious exception, because she has religious concerns about it, but she also has very real concerns as an MS survivor, someone dealing and living with MS, she's having to make a call about what's in her interest. Mother of three children, two of her children have had issues and reactions arguably attached to different vaccinations in the past. And never before in the history of the United States of America has the federal government gone out and issued an edict from Washington demanding that the American people get vaccinated. Think about that. Never All right, freeze it here for our- just a second. I had not heard that before until Chip's speech. That you cannot bring medical concerns to the fore. You have you 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 can only bring religious exemptions. That's correct. I have direct knowledge that that's what's going on right now. When I so this is the third time I've heard Chip's speech now. Okay, and I went back first time. I'm like, that cannot be true. I rewound it. Did he say that? Yeah. Because that that puts this totally in a subjective realm. Um, that's what science is supposed to be, guys. Right. Totally subjective. I mean, what are your views? Maybe, maybe, when the, maybe in the scientism small groups, they sit around and they say, hey, guys, what's that quadratic equation mean to you? Hey, guys, what's the periodic table of elements mean to you? Like, how does that make you feel? Hey, guys, what do you think? Those laws of physics and motion, how do those, what do, the, what do, you, what do those things mean to you guys? Think is that what they do at the scientism small groups? They just get around and sit around and discuss what these things mean to me. They might now. I they might now. I mean, yes is the answer. Yes. This is like, you cannot, I understand why, you know, if, if I'm running a mosque, I want everybody there working there to agree with the mission of the mosque, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm running a church, same thing. I get that. Uh, um, this is dogma. That's what this isn't science. I can't have any actual concerns about the science of your product. Nope. That isn't science, guys. That's a dogma, is what that is. That's what that is. An inquisition. Yes. All right, let's go ahead and continue. It hasn't happened. Yes, it can happen in our military, although we should be careful about it. Nobody should get dishonorably discharged. Nobody should get discharged. It's happened at places where the federal government has a direct impact on the employment of an individual. But all of these decisions have been left to local and state governments, local schools, local hospitals. But no, no, President Biden in his infinite wisdom, such as that may be, has suggested now by mandate that everybody get vaccinated and every business must vaccinate their employees. The fact of the matter is, we are now almost 600 days into the 15 days to slow the spread. 
The government lying to its citizens, continuing to move the goalposts of normalcy, moving further away. Now the president wants a 97% vaccination rate, which he completely made up and pulled out of air, which is pretty much the definition of his entire incompetent, absurd presidency. The government of this country derived... That, right there, obviously I'm tracking the whole way, but that's when I knew that Chip was ready to fire every single bullet he had in his gun. Because he's laying out a a case with evidence and then right there he says and Biden is the is the poster child for the emperor has no clothes this is all a lie you are being manipulated at every turn they never ever ever stop lying and I was right because as you'll see he just never takes his foot off the gas to further your point they, they announced there's a story out today that the Biden administration is expected in the next few days to finally come forward with the language of how, what they're attempting to impose on private companies with these mandates right. via OSHA. How many weeks have we been debating this? A lot. How many weeks have folks had to debate with their employers and go back and forth on exemptions and for weeks over an executive order that doesn't actually even exist yet over language that doesn't even exist yet? That just is what, that's your point. Yes. This is, this is a, yes. It's a freaking house of cards is what it is. It's a house of cards. We've all been put into one of those college, high school lock-in things where they bring in the hypnotist and yeah. they put it, this is what we're all in. Yes. That's a good analogy. All right, let's continue. It's just powers from the governed. The government of this country derives its power from the consent of the governed. And thankfully, brave Americans across this country are standing up every day and telling this president to pound sand. They happen to be using a different colloquialism. Southwest Airlines. Pilots spoke out and they just scrapped the plan to put unvaccinated employees out of work. In and out burger. Quote, we refuse to become the vaccination police for any government. God bless them. Go get an In-N-Out burger. General Electric employees in Greenville, South Carolina, walk out over a vaccine mandate. A New York hospital will stop delivering babies as workers quit over a vaccine mandate. 1,900 Washington state employees quit, fired over a vaccine mandate. Trooper tells Governor Inslee in Washington to kiss my fill-in-the-blank in final sign-off before vaccine mandate. Seattle first responders. Parents in California protest student uh, vaccine mandates. Vaccine opponents protest outside Stormont Vale following hospital shot requirement. And a Wyoming teenager arrested after refusing to wear a mask on school grounds, family says. Well, God bless these individuals across this country who are telling this president to pound sand and telling any governor or any uh, member of the government in their state or local community exercising tyranny over their freedom as Americans, to make the choices that they think is correct in their lives to pound sand. But why are we in this position, Madam Speaker, as I sit here with raptured attention from all of the members of Congress who are in here having a robust debate about the future of our country, as opposed to being out, say, having steak dinners with whoever the heck they're having dinners with in this town? Why are we in this position? Why are we here? Last week, we discovered with very clear terms 
that Dr. Fauci misled Americans during questioning from Rand Paul in two different HELP committee hearings. Dr. Fauci said on May 11, 2021, quote, with all due respect, you are entirely and completely incorrect, speaking to Dr. Paul, that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And later, quote, I will repeat again, the NIH and the NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In the July 11, 2021 hearing, Fauci said, Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you were referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. But what do we now know? We know that NIH did, in fact, fund gain of function research at the Wuhan lab. EcoHealth Alliance manipulated a coronavirus to generate up to 10,000 times the viral load, violating provisions of its National Institutes of Health contract that forbade unregulated research that could make a disease significantly more dangerous or transmissible. That quote was in the right-wing conspiracy media paper, Roll Call. My Republican colleagues in the Oversight Committee received a letter from NIH that confirmed that EcoHealth Alliance, which received money from NIAID, violated the terms of their NIH grant because they, they made the virus more deadly to humanized mice. In a September letter to me, Dr. Fauci said that because the research at Wuhan was not anticipated to be gain of function, it was approved. But why, then, did the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agencies, known in this town as DARPA, reject similar research due to gain-of-function concerns? The NIH had a definition of gain-of-function on its webpage, which was available as recently as October 19th, just a couple of days ago. It has now been changed entirely. Why would it be changed? Why would the NIH change their gain of Interesting timing. I'm sure it's a pure coincidence that they've changed the definition of gain-of-function research now that they've actually admitted to it. Similar to how a few weeks ago CDC decided to change the definition of a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Basically anything now that improves the condition of an illness is now considered a vaccine. I don't know, is aspirin a vaccine now? Is ibuprofen a vaccine? Everything. It, it, we're like Bjork. All oh, this vaccine. The vaccine is all. Right? I mean, that's still like one of my all-time Aaron favorite Aaron rants. Okay? But, I mean, we just change definitions of things. We're, is, is, can you guys think of a famous literary work or author that warned of such things and such trends, uh, the, the creation of so-called newspeak, uh, the erasure of language. Does anything come into mind at all? You know, like Facebook saying they have a plan uh, regarding global warming stories to uh, pre-bunk misinformation. It's no longer censoring. It's called pre-bunking. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I saw this on Twitter earlier today, and I, I, if I, I wish I could remember who it came from because I want to give him credit. I thought it was so brilliant. But to uh, invoke and, uh, and reference another great literary work, they were also talking about all of the, um, basically a requiem for the common man kind of a moment where all these people are walking away from jobs and gumming up the works, refusing to comply with this stuff. 
and and their tweet was the average American shrugs like Atlas shrugs. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really spot on about what's going on right now. All right, let's continue. Function web pages this week. Could it be that Dr. Fauci was caught last week in his exchange by Dr. Rand Paul, my friend and the senator? Now they don't even say gain of function research on the website. They took it off. It now says EPPP research. Now it says instead of the term gain-of-function research describes the type of research that modifies a biological agent so that it confers a new or enhanced activity to that agent. It now says, on limited occasions, when justified by compelling public health need and conducted in very high biosecurity laboratories, NIH has supported certain research that may be reasonably anticipated to create transfer or use. Come on. You want to know why the American people don't believe their government? They shouldn't. They shouldn't, Madam Speaker. They shouldn't believe the... I, I, I love that line. <laughs> Do you know why the American people don't trust or don't believe in their government? Because they shouldn't. I, I'm left wondering during all of this, as he makes his case, though, it begs a question. It's just a landslide. Of evidence. This is walk-off, home run after walk-off, home run after walk-off, home run. So what what's me come to terms with then? It, for why does, it, why does it come to this? And indicting everybody who's guilty is absolutely necessary. But if we're lucky enough to get the indictment and to have our country back, the question remains, are, are we going to stop putting things on cruise control because implied in all of this, how, how can they get away with that? It's because we let them, we don't pay attention. I, I still wonder every day I'm, I'm in the middle of it with my wife and running for school board. The, the, the only question in my mind is who, who's paying attention, who knows? Because if, if you a know and, and still have any real American in you. These should be landslide issues. Yeah. You're just being lied to over and over and over again by your government. Why is that right, left, whatever? What that That's a really bad thing unless that's your jam. And so I, this is my great frustration around this. These, Chip Roy is is uh, doing uh, Steve, Durst, Steve Day's show live uh, from the Capitol right now. Who, how many, what percentage of Americans who aren't conservatives have heard this? Who cares? That's the great problem we have. Our civic duty is to care and to know. I saw Laura Ingram tweet about this poll that has 71% of Americans think the country is heading in the wrong direction. And 29% of them think it's heading in the right direction. And Laura asked, who are this, who are this 29%? And even if you think these polls are somewhat rigged and over the last couple of years looking at them internally as often as I have I've come to the conclusion in many cases they are there is still though a not insignificant amount of Americans that despite the unprecedented systemic failure that we are seeing on an institutional level the worst in the history of our country right now are so bought into the spirit of the age and that agenda that 
I mean, they're like Borat. Great success. I mean, this is, you know, this is what this is what they signed up for. And so whether it's 29, 39, 19, hell, nine. Out of 330 million people, that is not an insignificant amount of people, right? Right. I mean, 56 people changed, founded the country, all right, signing that declaration. So it's in the millions of people that are in on this. It's in the millions. We could debate which millions it is. Is, is it 9% of 330 million? Is it 29%, 39, 19? But it's in the millions of people who want what is being done to this country right now to, 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 to be done, that want to see this thing curb stopped. And they're not just going to go away. You're going to have to evict them from your school boards, from your places of business. You're going to have to defeat this. This, you know, we, we, we cite the line from King Theoden in Lord of the Rings very often around here. What can men do against such reckless hate, right? What can you do against such reckless zealotry? You have, we're going to have to defeat this. The only way out of this is going to be through. This is going to have to be confrontational. And and hopefully peaceably so it doesn't get to the other form of confrontation. Because if we don't confront them peaceably, I think that this this zealotry has shown it ain't stopping. So we can confront it peaceably with the methods and methodologies and opportunities we have, or we'll end up having to confront it the other way down the road. And I don't think we're that far away from being down that road. So... Yes, we have to confront this with all the peaceable means necessary. Before we get back to Chip, I'll tell you about our friends over at Built Bar. If you like a good snack or maybe you just have a sweet tooth, but the problem is the, the choice between health and taste. You don't have to make that choice anymore. With our friends over at Built Bar, it is the most delicious protein bar you've ever had. They've got new flavors out now like blueberry muffin. They've still got the greatest flavor they've ever had in chocolate chip cookie dough. I'm waiting for my uh, pumpkin, paranormal pumpkin marshmallow puff to show up uh, today in the mail and give those a shot. And then there's the everyday flavors. I just had a cherry barcia. That's in their variety uh, box that you can get any time of year. It tastes just like a chocolate covered cherry, like my grandma Myrna, like my Nana used to love back in the day. So, so many great flavors, all of them covered in real chocolate, not loaded with calories, not loaded with carbs, not loaded with sugar, but packing a wallop in terms of protein and taste. If you want to try it today or you want to try it again, all right, take 15% off your order when you use my last name, Dace, as your promo code. Get 15% off with the promo code Dace when you go to built.com. That's B-U-I-L-T for built.com. Again, promo code Dace at built.com. Imagine it your job. Like, let's say you work in retail and it's Black Friday or the day after Christmas. And you just decided, I got other things to do, man, other than showing up for work. There would be an expectation level that when when the you-know-what's hitting the fan, that you're going to be there, right? right? Like, there's certain times a year with my oldest daughter and the store she manages in the mall, she just can't take time off with, with the rest of the family. Like, And we're into that time of year like right now. Because she's in, she runs a retail store. She's got to be there. We talked last hour about how we're watching the systemic collapse of a presidency. You're watching a level of metastasizing institutional meltdowns I don't know that we've ever seen in American history. Certainly not in the contemporary post-World War II era. But as Chip pointed out early on in this talk, 
and he, he did so sarcastically, talking about addressing his fellow members at this critical moment in American history, uh, seriously contemplating the future of the... They aren't there. They aren't, they aren't there. Somebody sent me an email, how come Congress gets exempted with its staffers and everything else from the vaccine mandate? Because they're superior to you, is what I wrote back to her. She wrote back, no, they work for us. Well, you're going to have to show them that. You're going to have to remind them of the order of things. Now, I think Glenn Youngkin winning tomorrow would absolutely send a message, but it, it's, it, it won't cause them to retreat one iota. You're going to have to actually have Glenn Youngkin now do stuff as governor that causes them to retreat. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This, this isn't going to go away organically. It's going to have to be shoved out of the way. Well, I would have never, as your proud, ugly American, ever, ever promoted anything like what I'm about to. But given the times in which we live, as Todd likes to say, it is it is time to be listening to the crazy voices in your head. And a lot of American retirees and veterans, uh, they choose Panama as the place to retire to, to get away to. You can live in luxury down there for about 24000 a year. You can pay 0% income tax. Your health care can cost as little as 2600 a year. You can own a luxury beachfront condo on pristine white sand for less than 120 grand a year. It's the world's number one wealth protection haven. And hey, again, all options are on the table right now with with the way things are heading here. So if you want to get this for free, you can check out the American's Guide to Living and Retiring in Panama from our friends over at International Living. It's 100% free if you want to check it out. Just head over to buypanamanow.com slash steve. That's buypanamanow.com slash Steve. One more time, that's buypanamanow.com slash Steve. All right, we're going to try to get through as much of Chip Roy's address as we can. All right, so very minimal interruptions here in part two. Fair? Fair. All right, let's continue with Congressman Chip Roy. Guys that are coming out of our national health leaders that are endangering the American people as Dr. Fauci's lies have been doing for the better part of 18 months. Why trust an NIH that is, by definition, not being truthful? Even if Dr. Fauci wants to hide behind the technicalities of the definitions of gain of function, why couldn't he, with an ounce of humility, and even an ounce of humility, go before the Senate committee and say, you know what, Senator Paul, I am troubled by how much funding has been going into these research efforts at the Wuhan Institute. You know what, Dr. Paul? I've got concerns because I didn't know for sure what EcoHealth Alliance was doing. But here's the problem with that. An NIH spokesperson told Vanity Fair that Dr. Fauci was, quote, entirely truthful in his statements to Congress. Oh, thank you, NIH spokesperson and that he did not have the progress report that detailed the controversial research at the time he testified in July. Okay, pause. At this point, I would at least expect the good Dr. Fauci to have the humility to say, hey, this is troubling. 
I don't know that our research led to COVID-19, but I know that we've been funding now, I know now, we've been funding research that is in the zip code, in the zip code of gain of function. DARPA wouldn't even do it. The arrogance of this guy is that he's never going to admit that. He doesn't want to admit that he's wrong. He doesn't want to admit that NIH is neck deep in this stuff. Because it's just straight up arrogance. And that's why the American people have had it. And they don't believe him. And they don't believe NIH. But it goes on further. EcoHealth Alliance appeared to contradict that claim. And said in a statement, quote, These data were reported as soon as we were made aware. In our year four report in April of 2018. Now, let me be clear, as a former federal prosecutor, I don't know the facts. I don't know if EcoHealth presented that data in 2018. We'll look into it. That's my job here. But I can promise you one thing. My Democratic colleagues on the other side of the aisle aren't going to look into it because they don't care. Because this has never been about health. This has never been about the truth. This has always been about power. Well, rather than just focusing on the NIH, why don't we take, take a minute to focus on the CDC? Another one of these august national health organizations to which we're supposed to bow down and say, please tell me what I must do for my own health and the well-being of my family. After facing backlash for saying the federal government was looking into a vaccine mandate, the CDC director, Walensky, took to Twitter to say there would be no federal vaccine mandate on July 30th, 2021. I guess President Biden didn't get the memo. Oh, it's not a federal vaccine mandate. I'm just saying this businesses or you're a contractor with the federal government, you must do it if you have over 100 employees. Well, tell all that to my friends and the people around this country that right now are facing the decision of giving up their livelihood and not having a paycheck because they want to make the best decision for themselves or their families. My friend with MS who doesn't want to get a jab, wants to teach, is being said she cannot because President Biden and the federal government is holding federal contracts over the head of a state university, which is too gutless and cowardly to tell the federal government to pound sand. That state, a southern state, should be absolutely ashamed of itself. That state should be telling the federal government to go straight to you know where. The CDC takes an absurd all-or-nothing approach to the vaccine. For example, if a teenager recovers from a COVID-19 infection and is immune, and this teenager receives one vaccine causing hospitalization for myocarditis, the CDC suggests getting a second dose of the vaccine once the heart has recovered. You know what? The CDC director can go straight to hell. If that's my son or daughter, no way. No way. And the CDC should be ashamed of itself for doing this. Absolutely ashamed of itself. And go talk to the parents of those who have died. Go talk to the families of the moms that aren't here. I'm not sitting here suggesting that I know, in my infinite wisdom, what is best for every American in terms of getting a shot. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But what I am is a congressman and a representative who swore an oath to the Constitution of the United States that I would stand up to secure the blessings of liberty so that every American can make the decision for him or herself as to whether or not they take any medicine. Again, never in the history of the United States have we had a federal mandate from a president who doesn't frankly know east from west 
come down here and tell us that we've got to take a shot. The CDC refuses to talk about natural immunity. Why? Why will the CDC not talk about natural immunity? In fact, they point to an inconclusive study that prompted the director to say, quote, if you have had COVID-19 before, please still get vaccinated. There are at least 89 studies that affirm natural immunity is effective and long-lasting from a prior infection, yet our public health experts are uninterested. I have to go to studies in Israel. I have to go look at studies in the United Kingdom in order to get facts about natural immunity. Now, why would that be? Surely it's not because anybody's self-interested or financially interested in how much these pharmaceutical companies are making throwing vaccines at every American. A UK office for national statistics report published Monday found those who catch the Delta variant are around 71% less likely to test positive again, four points higher than double vaccinated individuals. I'm not saying you want to go catch the virus, but if you've had the virus, you may not want to get the vaccine. And yet our scientists Scientists who we now know to be less than truthful refuse to acknowledge the benefits of natural immunity. Now, what about the FDA? Can we trust the FDA? The FDA still has an image of a horse tagged with a webpage saying why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID-19. Doctors have been denied ivermectin and have not been able to get access to this treatment, which has proven effective, at least to some, in treating COVID. Again, what happened to right to try? What happened to the ability to go to the doctor of your choice? Dr. Pierre Corey conducted analysis of randomized controlled treatment trials of ivermectin used against COVID and found statistically significant reductions in mortality. Our FDA and CDC are preventing patients from receiving ivermectin. Now, I got a prescription for ivermectin. So did my wife. We each went to go get it filled. And it's not horse medicine. I didn't roll down to tractor supply, which I go to often, to go get supplies for the land on which I live. And yes, I've seen the ivermectin in the cabinet at tractor supply. No, this was a prescription for pills of ivermectin that we wanted to have on supply in case we thought we needed it. So we go down to get it filled at a pharmacy, CVS, and the first time my wife went down there, they whispered in the back. They said, oh, we can't, we, we can't do that. We can't, can't fill that prescription. Oh, well, finally one person came in and overrode and said, look, do they have a prescription? Okay, yeah, well, then go ahead and fill it. So they filled the prescription. Then I go down to get the prescription filled that I got a few weeks later. They wouldn't fill it. Went to another pharmaceutical company, another pharmacy, I should say. They wouldn't fill it. Finally went to a third one, and we got it filled. Why is that? Why is that? The FDA has delayed Merck's COVID-19 pill likely until 2022. Now, some of my research has shown people out there questioning why we need the Merck pill, and maybe this is just another way to have another pharmaceutical company make a bunch of money on the back of COVID. 
But I also have a lot of smart doctors that are talking about the Merck pill as a potentially highly beneficial pill. Well, why can't we just all agree to write to try? We're in the middle of a pandemic where people are getting sick and individuals can't go try this medicine because we're waiting on the FDA and all of its genius to go through every possible scenario despite very positive returns on the initial tests. Molnipuravir was so effective in its phase three randomized control trial that researchers stopped accepting new participants. No COVID patient who received the drug died compared with eight deaths in the placebo group. When a drug shows to work this well, it's considered unethical to continue to give six subjects a placebo. The government has even pre-purchased 1.7 million treatment courses. The medication doesn't even require refrigeration. It's easy to ship. Yet practicing physicians right now with patients who might die can't give this drug to any sick patient because of regulatory barriers. So we have mandates that you do stuff that may not even help in the slightest bit and may in fact hurt you, mandates, and we have regulatory barriers preventing you from being able to figure out how to go take care of yourselves or your loved ones. Again, I'm not saying whether I think that drug is particularly efficacious or not. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But what I am is someone who can read, and what I am is someone who believes in freedom, and what I am is someone who believes you should be able to go to the doctor of your choice, make a decision for you and your family with the best information available and a right to try. What about HHS as a whole? Can we trust HHS? After watching all the debacle that has been NIH and Dr. Fauci and gain-of-function research, after watching what we've seen with the CDC and refusal to look at natural immunity, after looking at what we've seen with respect to the FDA and slow-walking drugs and access and hiding and obfuscating those drugs which may be beneficial to people, how about the HHS now limiting the state of Texas' ability to receive monoclonal antibody treatment? I was on a conference call with HHS leadership saying, why are you cutting <clears throat> our supply in half? Monoclonal antibody treatments are working. I said, tell me what? Tell, tell me. Give me the amount that is currently in inventory. Give me the amount that can be produced on a weekly or daily basis by the companies that can manufacture it, and then tell me what you believe the demand is and why you're standing in the way of the orders that we're putting in in Texas to try to take care of our folks or Florida or any other state. They wouldn't and couldn't answer the question because it wasn't about the math. I pressed them. I asked a second question. It got back in queue on the whatever Zoom call or I think it was an audio conference call. I put, got back in, I asked again. They wouldn't answer because it wasn't about the math. It wasn't about the numbers. It was about going after Texas and Florida and saying, you're not going to get monoclonal antibody treatments. And that is a good place for us to end it. We did not get to the end. Um, it's on YouTube. I've got it linked up on my social media accounts too if you want to uh, get to the end of that. It is worth your time, trust me. Uh, but I thought that was a good place to end it right there where here again, he's using the platform as a member of Congress to try to get answers. And they don't have an answer for why they are, have to ration the monoclonal antibodies. They can't give them an answer because the answer is bad because we're we're trying to kill people i don't i don't know what other alternative there is other than they're actively 
or indirectly attempting to kill people by denying them this early treatment. In the overtime today, we're going to call an audible from what I mentioned earlier. We're going to do this thing on the polio vaccine compared to COVID tomorrow. But there's a life and death situation in Todd's native state of Wisconsin with early treatment. We're going to have a guest address that actually today at blazetv.com slash dace. Again, that's blazetv.com slash dace. We'll record that right after the show. All right, let's get some final thoughts here in a moment. First, let me tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. You know, we've talked about societal collapse, a collapsing presidency. What could life look like here in the next couple of months? Are these some unprecedented times? Bing. Yes, they sure are. Which is why if you're going into the real estate market in times like these, make sure you've got an agent that you can trust to come in and take charge of the situation. But then remember that you ultimately are the one that is in charge. Where would you find such an agent, including someone who comes with a vetted and proven track record of success? Well, the name of the website kind of says it all. Head over to, the re- to this website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Easy for me to say. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Just about anywhere you want to move to or from here in the great U.S. of A. We can probably help you with a realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, final thoughts. Well, you mentioned Orwell earlier. Well, that was a perfect uh, serendipitous ending at the end with uh, Chip talking about this wasn't about the numbers. This was just about cruelty to the people of Texas and Florida. Yes, that is the full Orwell. Four legs good, two legs bad. You are lesser than us. We look down on you. We want to hurt you. We want to marginalize you. That is their entire point. Until we get that, we lose. You treat human emotion as chattel, you're a bad person. You treat human dignity as chattel, you're a sociopath. You treat human life as chattel, you're a psychopath. What Congressman Roy is describing there are the latter two things that I just described in very general terms. You are chattel. You are chattel to the elite of this country. You are chattel to uh, those who believe that they run things. Here's the good thing. They're the ones violating the natural order. They're the ones violating the natural law. That can't last forever. Eventually, they will implode. It's up to us to determine when that happens, though. We're back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. Until then, let's go, Brandon. John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.